episode 187 of... Brutal Battle! Yes, so um, we're recording this one right after 186, and we still have this Guava Libre from the brewery and Funky Buddha. Tasting nice. The vanilla and the guava, I feel like, is blending together more and more and more. And the lactose keeps it creamy throughout. Very good beer. So, you had said something at the end of the last one having to do with our mystery beers. Mm. And, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell people what one of the mystery beers was. So, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to the last episode, stop here. Shame on you. Go back, listen to that one, then this one. So, anyway, now the spoiler's coming. So, we had a beer by Captain Lawrence. It was their Golden Delicious, and it was the ale aged in brandy, apple brandy barrels, and we were not big fans of it at all. Barf. Even though it was a award-winning beer. Blech. But, um, Rebecca had made a comment, and you said what? If you can remember. Um, beer something like, you. you know, breweries make good beers and bad beers, and yeah. just because we didn't like this one beer doesn't make Captain Lawrence a bad brewery. Yeah, can't judge them on one beer. Because so, we've had other beers... One beer, I know. Or, yeah. I feel, or maybe more. No, I just think, one. Yeah, we've only okay. had one other one. And we really, really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Those that, that was the effortless, effortless session IPA. It was Which like is funny because if we hadn't had that beer first and we just had the one we didn't like, we'd be like, "Oh, they're terrible." First impressions. I mean, you know, but it just happened to be random. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. Um, so, with that in mind, I was thinking about that as I was prepping for this this episode. And I was like, actually, we have a Captain Lawrence beer sitting in the in the mm-hmm. fridge that I had just randomly picked up because I was like, oh, that sounds good. So we haven't tried it yet. So I was like, let's do this for a warm up beer, and then we'll have this and the Guava Libre. So we're gonna do Captain Lawrence's Tropagoza, and it's a Goza style ale brewed with passion fruit and guava, which obviously Guava, guava. Libre also guava's has like guava. the name of the game. Yeah, and this is four point five percent alcohol by volume. 16-ounce can. Love the cans, especially 16 ounces. Especially when the beer is low ABV. Like this one. Yes. Alright. Pour this. Hope this is good. I mean, it sounds like it could be awesome. Yeah, I need to eat something. I'm starting to feel all this. Yeah, well, we're done with the recording after this one, so. For now. We have nothing to eat for dinner. Uh, frozen pizza! Woo! <laughs> Hashtag and, adulting. And chips. <laughs> yeah, well, we still have some of those chips. Oh, actually, the oh, the chip episode did happen. Okay, that's right. I was like, wait a minute, I haven't put the chip episode up at this point. But yes, I did. Yeah, so, yeah we still have a few of those chips. It looks like a Goza, right? Yellow, yeah, hazy. Yeah, hazy, yeah. It's got a little bit of a white head hmm. on top there. Definitely smells fruity. Does I, it? I don't know if I could pick out guava. Yeah. It's got a little funk to it. Yeah. I can get that saltiness on the nose. I say, yeah, my mouth starts to, like, salivate a little bit. It definitely smells tropical. Uh, yeah, like you are saying, I don't know if you could pick out guava specifically. Or honestly, even the passion fruit, but it is definitely tropical. Yeah. Very light and fruity and long. It's delicious. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. It's very light. It's not Super as... Easy. Salty or tart as a lot of gozas. Um, it's good though. The salt's really soft. Yeah, everything everything about this beer is soft. And that's what it does. Like it softens the mouth feel of the beer. It like rounds things out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All the fruit yeah. is really nice, nice and light and crisp and yeah, it's it's an easy sipper. There's like just the slightest tartness to it. This this ain't this might actually be like one of the lowest tartness goes as I've had. Yeah, super it's low. Re- yeah, really easy to drink. Yeah, that's good. It's tasty. I would say I prefer the Guava Libre because there's a lot a lot more going on. Like stronger flavors integrating a little bit better, but this is a nice beer. I like it. So there you go. Two Captain Lawrences over two episodes. Yeah, I mean... One nice, the other one not so nice. So you just got to keep drinking beers from breweries is the less nice boo. I mean, I like both of them. Like the Goza's, it's just hard. It's hard sometimes for me to compare because they're just different beers, you know? That's true. Um, And you can see a, a... situation for each of them based off yeah. your mood and what you're going for. I mean, I, I would drink both of these and feel content and happy and fulfilled. Yeah. In different ways. Um, okay, so now, like I said in the last episode, our our topic for this one was also going to tie into the Brewers Association. Dun, so, dun, dun! So this one, this one has to do with a specific brewery who... He has said they're going to pull out of the Brewers Association because of this, uh, because of something that they decided to do. So the Brewers Association has been paying attention to the fact that there have been a lot of complaints in the craft beer community about the naming of beers, you know, beer names being potentially offensive. So they decided to kind of have a code of conduct in a sense and say, hey, if you're going to crudely name your beers, then there are going to be some consequences as a way to kind of hopefully deter breweries, well, in their opinion, hopefully deter breweries from making offensive labels and names for beers. So initially when this came out, there were some really quick reactions, people being like, oh, freedom of speech, and you're trying to mess with my brand, and you're trying to stifle my creativity, and we should be able to call these beers whatever we want. So, there was some misinformation. I almost just started drinking a mystery beer. Yeah, don't do that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There originally was some misinformation pertaining to um, people just thinking that people would be penalized, like harshly penalized or kicked out of the Brewers Association or something, if they didn't follow this. Like, these were like rules rules. No, these are actually guidelines. And there are repercussions, but it's not anything super crazy. So, basically what it boils down to is, if you have a beer and it wins any sort of award through, like, the Great American Beer Festival, which is put on by the Brewers Association. They won't say the name of the beer if it wins, and you cannot then use the, um, I guess, like, any sort of tie to that win with that beer in marketing for it. So say, like, you know, I, I call it, like, penis in the butt, um, pale ale or something, and they're like, "No, that's offensive." And I win a great a great American beer festival gold medal for that. Then I can, I still win the gold medal and I can have that medal. But when it, it's given, they don't say the name of it. And if I'm going to put that out in cans or bottles or whatever, I can't put on my can or bottle. You know, 2017 Great American Beer Festival gold medal winner. I can't put that there. Because it's offensive and they don't want to be tied to those. Mm-hmm. So that's what is going on here. 
So, who and that's consider- who determines what's offensive, though? Well, the the Brewers Association would in, the, you know in this mean? situation. Like, right. Are there examples of what's offensive? I don't think so at the moment. I think it's a kind of this is so new that we're just going to see what gets it, turned down. And is it is it purely just the name, the name and the label, just the label? You know what I mean? Because some right. names by themselves, you're like, okay, but then yeah. with the label. I have a feeling that it's going to be either or. You know, right. like, if it's just the label that's offensive, it'll be that way. If it's just the name, it'll be that way. Or if it's both of them. So, I, I've heard people on the other side of the argument. Like, there have definitely been people who are like, yes, this is good because we need to rein this in. You know, people. some people are just putting really disgusting stuff out there or sexist stuff or whatever. But then there are people on the other side who are just like, look... This is stifling our creativity, and that's not what we're signing up for, and we should be able to do what we want. And there are people kind of along with that, which I understand all of the arguments in this, honestly. And one of the more interesting arguments is, look, why don't you let the market take care of it? If they put something out that's offensive or sexist or whatever, then let the customers let them know by not buying it. Or, or complaining. By, or complaining and causing a stink. I mean, that happens with anything. Like, um, who had that... It's like a commercial comes out, and it's... Who had that, like, the commercial with the men in their underwear? What do you mean? I thought there was a commercial that came out with all these men in their underwear, and they were dancing, Maybe. and people were like, oh, I'm offended by that. You know? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, we'll pull it. It was in poor taste, whatever. Well, if it's... I feel like... If it's enough people who are offended by it, yeah, just get rid of it. But, you know, in the end, it really is up to the individual company what they want to do. Uh, I do, I kind of feel that way. And I, I, I guess I do lean a little bit more towards the let the market take care of it. Yeah, I do too. But at the same time, like, breweries listen to the market. So, I don't know. Like I said, I can see every angle of this argument really yeah, i see i i see both sides for sure i'm more on the side of yeah like don't make stupid decisions if you want to yeah. put something out there that's going to be in poor taste people aren't going to buy it you're going to have negative publicity and people might not buy any of your beers um i know are you you're probably going to bring up flying dog well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where we were going with this. And, like, Raging Bitch. Like, that has been on the market for how long? People continue to buy it and buy it and buy it. Clearly people are, people who are offended by it aren't buying it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the label has a, a dog on it. Right. You know? So, I mean, yeah, obviously you can take it more than one way. And yeah. I guess that's probably the intent of the name of the beer, to kind of be clever. But... Well, and people people have been pairing that with the fact that they have a beer named Pearl Necklace as well. Oh, right. Which, if people, if you don't really know what that means, just look it up. But, like, Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I have to look stuff up on there Teach all everything. the time. So, or I just ask Carlin, because I swear, like, men know more dirty slang yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I a, don't know. a rite of passage when you're young. Like, that's all you talk about when you're, like... Middle school, high school, college. Girls don't... I don't know. At least my group of friends never did. And I'm like, I never learned that. Well, you were also never drunk in college Yeah, that's either, true. So... That's, that's true. A little, that's different. Anyway. But, 
Yes. Yeah, so we, di- we digressed. <laughs> so, something that's important to point out is that so where we were going with this is that the his flying dog said we're we're pulling out of Brewers Association because of this because we're taking a stand on it and this is a free speech thing and we're not down with this. So some people are like, yeah, right on. Like you're taking a stand. That's legit. Do what you want to do. So they're getting out of it. But some people are kind of like, you're being a crybaby, especially because nothing's been done to you. Nothing's been said about any of their beer names. Like, the Brewers Association has not gone to them and say, hey, by the way, when we put this out, Raging Bitch is going to be a problem. People are just citing that as something that they think could be one of those targeted ones. So it's not even confirmed that it would be. They might let that go. And like you were asking before, like, who decides? Like, the Brewers Association will decide. So we don't really have a track record right now to figure out what's going to be okay and what's not going to be okay necessarily. So, you know, it could be reasonable. It could be unreasonable. You really don't know going forward. It's just kind of like a wait and see. I personally feel like Flying Dog jumping out, like, I understand, and that's their choice, but... I feel like maybe it was a little premature. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I feel like maybe wait it out just a little bit to see where this goes and then take a stand on it. The immediate reaction that they had, I don't know. It just it just didn't seem like it was the greatest. Plus, there are benefits that come to being a, a member of the Brewers Association. You know, They advocate for you. They work for you and other breweries like you. Um, so you're kind of on your own if you leave, but at the same time with Flying Dog, they're pretty damn big, and they have a really good name that's out there, so they might not really need it. They're like big whoop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it really could be that. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. So, I don't know. I don't know. But I did want to cite something like, for me personally, like, there are names that I hear of beers, and I'm just like, really? Like, come on. Like, you and I recently talked about the Brown Note. By that against, could be offensive. Against the grain. Like, I don't find that offensive. I just think it's gross. And I it, I usually don't want to buy that beer because of that. But that's an example of the market taking care of it. Just right. being like, eh. But for every person like you and I, there's pro- there are probably a few people out there who are just like, oh, the brown note, that's hilarious. And that makes them want to buy it. I mean, I would definitely buy that beer... In in certain instances, as a gift or, you know, just for funny. So I do want to call out a a brewery that's local to us that probably a lot of people outside of Maryland won't know the brewery. But I'll call them out and talk about a beer name that I saw a few months ago that they posted. And I was like, really? That's really distasteful and just nasty. It was Barley and Hops, and they're out of Frederick, Maryland. And they had a beer they were releasing called Two Grapefruits, One Cup, which is a play off the Two Girls, One Cup video, which, if people don't know what that is, don't Google to watch the video, Google to just, like, read what it is. Actually, once again, maybe Urban Dictionary will have that information for you And there. maybe don't look the stuff up at work. Yeah, oh, definitely don't look it up at work. So anyway, so it was Two Grapefruits, One Cup. And then they had a slogan with it that said, holy crap, that's good. Disgusting. Like, disgusting. Like, really, like, I saw that and I was really like, wow, that is like crazy juvenile. I thought that these people were better than that. 
So maybe this just, I don't know, whatever. I don't get the reference. This is just me being naive. So it doesn't offend me. <laughs> yeah, when I see names like that, for me, like, it's fine, do what you want, but I'm not going to buy that because... You would never buy that beer. No, I wouldn't buy that beer. Just what if someone, I... what if people are like, oh my god, this is like the best beer ever, it's like, got a 95 on Beer Advocate, it's so good. I don't know. Like, it could get, you, like, you could trade for this and get like any beer you wanted, it's so good. Oh, then I might try it, but I don't think I'd be buying it. And it, it's, you know, but it's like you say, like, there's so many good beers out I know. there. Like, I don't, when there are beers like that that come around, and I'm just like, come on, really? I can just go get something else. Yeah. Like, it, it's not that big of a deal for me. Yeah, that's my new catchphrase. I'm like, I'm not waiting in line for right. crazy for a beer. I'm not, there's just too many beers out there. I don't need, I might go out of my way as in, like, drive an hour and, or a few hours or something. I don't even, not even say a few hours. It just. Well, I mean, we base a lot of our vacations yeah, on Yeah, but it, that's not like the only reason. There's also right. other Correct. scenes and, and things to enjoy in that area. But I'm not waiting in line for a beer release. Yeah. Because I can just go to my local liquor store and get a bazillion really, really, really good beers. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, like I said. I kind of see every argument in this, and I, yeah. I, I really can't say that any, I think anyone's wrong. I mean, yeah, I, like you said, you're... It's just different perspectives. All around, you're just going to have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Although, yeah, I, I do think that if I were in the shoes of Flying Dog, I understand their stance, but I would have waited if I were them to, to see what really happens. Because this could be a situation where it's just more of like a PR move, yeah, where they're yeah. like, oh, we're going to address this, and they... And this, like guideline doesn't have any teeth actually so they don't really enforce it so you don't know like just wait and see and we will we'll we'll all see what happens with it eventually i really want i want thai food okay is it the tropagoza by captain lawrence making you want that i don't know i think just the beer in general i love thai food love it i wish we had thai delivery oh my god that's the biggest problem no Thai delivery. Actually, we where we are, we don't get any delivery. Just I wouldn't pizza. say any. We get barely any. What do we get? We pizza? get pizza. We get Jimmy John's, which we don't want to do. Jimmy John's. Um, yeah. Uh, that's. I think there may be like one Chinese place that, that delivers or something. That's like it. That's why I like this Grubhub thing. That craze. Yeah. Where like they'll go like their own organization or Uber, like and Uber go Eats. Places. Yeah, like we need more of this. More of that mm. stuff. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe we should get, instead of frozen pizza, the good pizza that delivers. Maybe. We, uh, can, we can talk that over. Like Maybe. The, like that. Oh, this yeah. beer is really making you crave some pizza, huh? Or just like good food. Like at good, oh, good but pizza. bad for you. <laughs> like good tasting, terrible for you. Yeah. This beer really makes me want to eat healthy. Because you never drink beer and like, man, I really want a salad. Just like the chips and beer. Like, you know? like I, I want a really big plate of vegetables. <laughs> I no. just want a raw head of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you want this Tropagosa is nice. I know. I keep drinking I like, it. I like. I noticed you went back. You went back for more. I went back for more. This is nice, easy, tasty. Good job. And speaking of like labeling and everything, I love the label on that. Yeah, it's it looks like, really cool. It's like a jungle, basically. Mm-hmm. It's cool. 
Yeah, I want to try okay. more, Captain Lawrence. Let's do this. Mystery beers. Hopefully these mystery beers are better than the last episode. Yeah, they were stinky. Yeah, they sucked. Those last ones. Boo. Okay. So this looks like very clear. Oh, this a. is A. Yeah. Very clear, like yellow-orangish. There's a slight haze to it. Yeah. But pretty orangey. Almost a little bit of a brown, I think. Uh, okay. That's what I think. I could see where hmm. it's getting a little yellow around the edges, but... Maybe my sniffer's not working. I'm not getting anything. Uh-oh. Ooh, yeah. Muted nose. Is there a whole lot? There's not much. I smell, like, sweet malt. You gotta sniff my I smell arm. a little bit of honey. Yeah, I thought I'm just getting, like, a little sweetness and really nothing else. Yeah. Sweet malt, honey... Maybe a little bit of an alfalfa note in there. It's just not much. No, there isn't much. Maybe a little apple. Slight apple. Well, that made me feel better because I stuck my nose in it and I was like, I don't really smell anything. Mm -mm. I don't really taste much either. Yeah, there's not much with this, with the nose. Yeah, it's a really... Well, okay. So this is interesting because there's not a ton going on in the flavor, but the body isn't super thin. Like... I, you know, it's really funny you say that because I took a couple steps and like with the nose and then the taste, I'm like, eh, but then I also don't seem to mind the beer and it has mm-hmm. to be the body. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like usually with beers that have this low level of actual flavor to them, they usually have really thin bodies, but this one doesn't. This is more of like a medium low body. Yeah. And that really... It's a very redeeming factor. Yeah. yeah. It really helps it. So I think last episode you said if you were out somewhere, like, I don't know which beer you said, you would drink it if you had to. This yeah. would be that for me. I could do this. Yeah. It's just like a session ale. You know? I don't taste yeah. any ABV. There's barely any bitterness to it. There's um, nothing offensive. It's like a beer. hmm But the body really is... I feel like I get maybe a little bit of apricot coming through. I mean, there's definitely a, definitely a, like a fruity characteristic on a little sweetness. Yeah. But I, it's, it's soft, it's light. And I get that multi sweetness we were talking about. And I get a little bit of honey to it, like that sweet honey note. And what else do I get? Like, do you think I, it would pair well with pizza? It could. I feel like this is just like a background beer. Or Thai food. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out later. But I feel like this is a really good background beer. Like, yeah. something you could easily drink when you're in, like, a social setting. Yeah. You don't have to pay too much attention to it, but it has enough flavor to let you know that, like, this is decent. Yeah. Um, I, I like that, because there's I mean, some... I like this. There are some beers you want to drink, and when you can really pay attention and focus on enjoying every sip of the beer. This one, yeah. You're out. You can throw a couple back. It tastes like you could probably throw a couple back. You're enjoying it, but you're not, like, missing anything by focusing on something else. Like, a sporting event, socializing, whatever. So, it reminds me a little bit of a beer you and I had recently when we were out with your co-workers at Bo Brooks in Canton, which is basically Baltimore, which is an area of Baltimore. Um, the By Oliver Brewing, it was, what was it called? Brewer's... Something. You remember what that was called? By By Oliver. Brown. Oh, I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna look it up. And I remember tasting it at first and just being like, 
this, there's not much to this. Right. And then I kept drinking, and I was just like, this, this is, is good. Just, this is just easy and nice, and once again, like, that nice background beer. Like, it was one that I could just keep sipping while I was talking, and the ABV was really low. I think it was like four, you could have a four couple and a of half. Them. Yeah, like, super easy, just relaxed. And I, I believe they um, marketed it as just session ale. Yeah, I think so, too. And I was like, what kind of session ale? That's fine. Like, honestly, I want some of that stuff on hand for us. Just, like, very low ABV beers that are just, like, easy. When you don't really know what you want, but you just want to sip on something, you don't want to have to pay too much attention. So. I think we have enough beer in the house. Well, I know. I'm just saying in the future when we work stuff down. We never work stuff down. That beer I was talking about by Oliver is called Brewer's Hours. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which I assume they're calling it that because when the brewers are working, they want something sessionable and low ABV to take sips of. So that's probably why it's called that. But I really like that for that reason, and I like this beer for that same reason. Mm -hmm. It's very sessionable. It's like you can't totally ignore it because it has enough flavor to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm here. But you can kind of ignore it if you want to, Mm -hmm. and it's solid. Yeah. Okay. B... I'm kind of impressed with its with its session ability, honestly. So B is mm, red. It's definitely brown, a little reddish. You can see, kind of see through it though. Yep. Parts of it. It looks like a really dark brown ale. Yeah. Or just like a really thin porter. What do you? Ooh, what is? You smell grapes. I don't know what I smell. This is another weird one for me. Yeah. Wait a minute. It smells sour. Does it? Yep. I think it smells sour. I smell a little bit of sourness. Okay. Sour. Okay. I get get the grapes. I get the sour. I don't know if I would pick that out without you, like... Leading you to it. Um. Plum? Is there, like, a tad bit of, like, a plum in there? Like a stone fruit? Don't don't go there with me. I know you love that. And a touch of like a cola. Ah, like cola yes. spices. I definitely get the cola. This is There's... interesting. Yes. It smells Here's the thing, it smells vaguely familiar to me though. I have a guess of what it is. Are you going to say Min- Marauders? Yeah. What's no. that beer called? I don't think they can or bottle that. No, I was going to say the Duquois one. Oh, the, um... Midnight Dew? Midnight Dew. Maybe. I sound like, I don't know a lot of dark sours. I'd have to taste it to really figure that out, but... You could be right on that, because there is a sweetness to it. There's a little bit of, That's like, a only, honey around I mean, the it. only thing I'm getting is the sweetness. Everything else that you're saying I can pick out, but I can't get there by myself. And honestly, you could be right, because this smells like kettle souring. How can you smell that? I can tell. Kettle souring is usually, like, a one-dimensional sour yeah. note. When it's actual wild, there's usually like some funkiness in there. Right. It's like multiple. But levels. how can you smell? How can you tell that just on the? Because it usually smells like one sour note, and that's what I get out of it, is one type of sour note. What is this? It's relatively sour. I don't like this. I don't mind it. <laughs> Gotta be honest. You get that grape in there, though? I taste the grape. 
For me, it doesn't taste like it's supposed to be sour. I taste like it's probably supposed to be sour. It's got a lot of, like, that lemon sourness to it that encapsulates everything. Like I said, I guarantee this is a kettle sour because that sour note is very... Yeah, well, yeah. It's definitely. one note. It's one speed. Um, other than that, like, I guess I can get a little bit of that plum that I was talking about because it is darker. It's definitely grapey, though, for sure. Grape, plum. Hmm. I'm not loving it, but... These are both I'm interesting. Okay with it. Yeah, I'm alright with this. I don't love it. I'm okay with it. Um... And honestly, uh, when I focus a little bit more and keep sipping, I do get very, very, very low level of what I was saying. I was smelling in there like the cola spice. Like it's very, at the very, very end, very low. But this is interesting. I think, I'm going to be honest, I like the first beer Me better. Me too. Much better. That's not bad, but no. I'm going to be honest, I don't think I'd look for this this beer B. I don't think no. I'd seek it out at no. all. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. I had that. Done. A, though. I have interest in A. I have some solid interest in that beer. I don't... Hmm. This is interesting. I hear you. I do like A better. I don't know if I would... I'm not going to seek A out. Okay. Um... After having B, then going to A, I get more of those kind of alfalfa hay notes coming out of A in the finish. Still nice, though. I mean, out of everything, Guava Libre is still the winner. Very close second is that Tropagosa. <laughs> yeah. Although, going back to that... Both have Guava. The Tropagosa. It's good. Mm-hmm. I Actually, would, I don't know if I would seek it out though. Because of having uh that really sour beer and beer B and then going to the Tropagosa, uh you get a lot more of the fruit. A lot more of the passion fruit and the guava shining through, which is interesting. Okay, we better rate these. Hmm, this is interesting. Actually that Tropagosa is actually coming off a little bit peachy now too. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Okay, you want to go first? I'm trying to make my determination on beer B. It's not bad. It's okay. I'm going to go with B first. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. A three. Like it, it has enough going on that I'm okay with it. And if you consider the two beers last episode, I gave twos. I feel like this is above those. Okay. Just by one. You know, it's it's fine. It's, you know, it's a beer. And then A. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four because I respect that. That's nice. Okay. It's pretty good. And a four, as a reminder, is pretty good for this show. Okay. I'm going to give A a three. Okay. B a two. So, obviously... I'm a, more brutal than you are. Yeah. That's just the way it is. That's um, just the way it is. Do so, A is obviously the winner with an overall 3.5. B the loser, overall 2.5. Loser. So, let's see what B is. Once again, these are pretty well wrapped, so... I don't need to drink either of these 
again. I'll finish A. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is by Weyerbacher. Weyerbacher. Out of Pennsylvania. I don't know where in Pennsylvania, but... Uh, Easton, Pennsylvania, by the way. It is their sexy mother pucker. That could be offensive. I don't think so, but... Well, I mean, maybe to someone. I don't know. And it just says sour ale. That's it? Yep. 7.5% alcohol by volume. How do you make said sour ale? What is in this sour ale? It's not that sour to me. It's it's relatively sour, in my opinion. This is definitely kettle soured, though. Um, This is like a low-effort sour beer. Hmm. Okay. But it's not bad. I mean, for a kettle sour, that's fine. I think I've said it on the podcast before, but... When kettle sour is being done, usually the way I find it to work the best is in combination with a lot of hopping. Like a a Mm. kettle soured IPA, dry hopped kettle soured IPA. That works really well. Like those nice hop notes and the sourness, they go together quite well. And I feel like that's the best way Mm. to use kettle souring. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, it's good to see Weyerbacher branching out and doing even more stuff. I know they've gotten a lot of uh, backlash over the years for kind of stagnating with their styles. Mm -hmm. Trying to, you know, they need to get with the times type thing. And obviously this is a move for them to to do that. Um, It's not bad. It's not great, though. No. So, all right, let's see what A is. A's in a 16-ounce can. Mm -hmm. This is the winner overall... 3.5. 3.5. Wouldn't it be funny if it's Captain Lawrence? It's a Captain Lawrence. It's not, though. What this is, is... What is this? What is this? It is Grevensteiner by CNA Veltins. It's German? Yeah, I guess. It's, um... Let me see on the side. Brewed and bottled in Germany by Gebraut and Abgefolt. In Browery CNA Veltins. Yeah, it's from Germany. 5.2% alcohol by volume. And it's a... What is it? Just a beer? I can't tell. Naturally cloudy beer. Cloudy? Original Sufig Mild in character. (laughs) Nacho Trubes Landbier. Is that what it says? Yes. Let me see. Read this. It's like all in effing German. It's all in German. Although the way yeah, I said is. that last portion sounded more like Swedish or something. This is not German. This is well, English. I, I mean, I didn't read the flavor text oh, of it. I oh, will oh. now, but uh, like the name, like all that stuff. So the name must be Grevensteiner. But it's basically, I think it's just a mild beer, which is something that's not done a whole lot in the U.S. Yeah. Because, I mean, basically a mild would be a session ale. Like I was talking about. That's exactly what, yeah. The Brewer's Hours. Yeah. By Oliver. Another good representation of of an actual mild. Uh, Three Floyds does Pride and Joy, which is a mild. And that's a really nice beer. It's very much the same type of qualities. So I will read the text on the back. In the 19th century, the brothers Carl and Anton Velton's brewed an exquisite beer in their brewery in Grevenstein, a beer which gained popularity far beyond the borders of their homeland. With Grevensteiner Browery, CNA Veltins, has now continued the story where the brothers left off. Our naturally 
Cloudy Grevensteiner Original is a smooth rural style beer brewed using spring water and freshly harvested hops. Traditional malt gives our beer its amber-colored splendor and full-bodied aroma, brewed in accordance with the German purity law. And they say the ingredients, water, barley, malt, hops, yeast. Yeah. Yeah. Brewed in accordance with the purity laws. This is good. That's a solid-ass beer, man. And once again, I'm glad to see something that's an import getting onto the show because we don't have a whole lot yeah. that's outside the U.S. And I like, I like that. Yeah. Between that and the Leipziger. Yeah, that, I liked that one. That Leipziger Goza from the, the chip and beer episode. Dude, we should be trying more German beers. Yeah, I guess so. Let's do it. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, it's one of the morals of the story. Many stories here right now. So anyway, um, this was better. The mystery beers were better than the last episode. Yeah, they didn't blow me away, but they were... Better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, do you have anything in closing as you play Yahtzee on your phone? I know, I'm like Yahtzeeing so hard right now. Yeah. If anyone else out there has a strong Yahtzee obsession, Rebecca would play you in the app version of the game. Sure would. <laughs> um... Do I have anything else? I don't know, but no, I do want to plug drunk people doing things oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Instagram. That's good. It's for a good laugh. Now, I'm not promoting anyone doing anything. Correct. Be smart people. However, But let's make fun of these idiots. Yeah. And laugh at them. Now, some of them I don't like to watch because I'm like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. But. I am unlike a lot of people in that I actually find puke videos funny. There's a lot of puke videos. There's a lot of puke videos. Yes. Um, anyway, for a good time. Um, also, though, I have to piggyback on that. If you're an animal-minded individual for something light and fun and funny, animals doing things <laughs> on Instagram. We spend a lot of time watching animals and drunk people doing things. Yeah. It's fun. It's just like a good unwinding yeah. activity after a long day of work. Also recording podcasts. With beer. Mm-hmm. And, and Thai food? I don't know what we're getting. Hey, if it's Thai food, then you're going to go drive I, I don't, I can't, I'm not leaving the so house. Probably I can't pizza. drive. How, how can you not drive? I'm, I'm not uh, in you're, a... I can go get our I breathalyzer. Can, okay, I can I breathalyze, and I'm sure I'm, it would fine. say I'm okay to drive. Yes, I exactly. I, I'm cutting myself off. Oh, because you're with the buzz driving, drunk driving... That that is true. <laughs> Not legally wow. true, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Plus, I'm like essentially in my jammies. Yeah, well, I mean, you can change clothes. You do know that impossible. An <laughs> it's too much effort. You can only Yahtzee right now. I can only Yahtzee so hard and drink beer. All right, well, we're gonna figure out what we're gonna eat with this beer. I'm finishing that Grevensteiner. Okay, good. I like that to the point where I'm finishing that. Obviously finishing this Tropagoza and finishing the Guava Libre. You do it. Uh, sexy motherfucker. Uh, I might have a few more sips or so and then you're probably gone. Bye, GTFO. Yeah. All right, so uh, everyone, thanks for sticking with us once again. Uh, this is the last one in the recording session, so the next episode should be something else. Like a like brewery, what? like a brewery showcase, or a cellar dive, or we have a few other things that we're trying to put together. So, 
look forward to it. And as a reminder, if you guys ever have any ideas for like show formats or beers you want to see on here or just want to say things, whatever, correct us on things we say incorrectly. I don't know. Um, you can email brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. And then once again, I do want to say, please, as a favor to us, go on to iTunes and give us a rating and review. And then also, if you like the podcast, please just tell some people about it, because word of mouth is a legit thing, and it does help. So anyway... Or if you want to correct Carlin on his German. Yeah, which I'm sure there's a lot of correction to be done there, really. Um, I do know a little bit of German. My my friend BJ taught me in college. Things like, Beine Gürken ist sehr große. <laughs> what does that mean? This is my pickles big. Oh. He only taught me dirty stuff. Oh, of like, course he did. Like uh, that, and ich schlage meine Affe, as I beat my monkey. Oh, you know, things okay. like that. And just like my one friend, um, Drew, taught me like dirty sign language. Got too, it, so. got it. So, yeah. Naturally. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening, and until next time... Keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 